0: Greetings and salutations, welcome to day 23 of the Black Music Month 30 series here on the Chris Pods and Things podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Chris Stevens, and if this is your first time tuning in to the CP&T show for this month, June is Black Music Month. There are 30 days in June, and I'm discussing 30 albums. Albums that help shape my musical taste, albums that are critical and key to an artist's development, and albums that might have just slid under the radar, be it from a known artist or an unknown artist. Today, we get into the known artist, the Game Changer. And today, we're talking about the late, great Isaac Hayes and his classic hot-buttered soul. The story of Isaac Hayes becoming a 70s superstar actually begins in tragedy in the late 60s in Memphis, Tennessee. Of course, December of 1967, Otis Redding and every member of the Bar kays except for trumpeter Ben Cawley were killed in a plane crash outside of Madison, Wisconsin. Also in 1968, Stax underwent some label upheaval where Atlantic Records severed distribution ties but kept the masters from everything leading up to that point. Also, 1968, of course, was the year that Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee, where Stax Records was based. And that was the touchstone of a lot of rioting around the United States. So this is quite the situation that's going on within Stax. Al Bell, the new head of the label, knew that the company needed products. So he said, look, I need y'all to get in the studio. He assembled every songwriter, every singer, every band, every musician and said, "Look, we need some stuff. 27 albums in the next 12 months. Do it. I don't care what you record. Just record. We'll figure out the particulars later. Just record your best stuff, put together your best stuff, and we'll go from there." One of those people who got those instructions was a songwriter by the name of Isaac Hayes Jr., who of course had written a lot of hits for Stacks up to that point with his writing partner, David Porter, and had previously released a solo album presenting Isaac Hayes in late 1967, early 1968. That album didn't do very well. So Isaac Hayes was like, I don't know if I got another album in me, Al, but if I do have another album in me, I have to do it my way. And since Al Bell was the one that told Isaac Hayes to record an album in the first place, he was like, you got it. What you need, do it. I got your back. We'll we'll get through this. We'll make it happen. And sure enough, Hot Buttered Soul becomes a new era in music. We're not just talking about the lush orchestrations, the great backing stuff from the barcades that James Alexander was reassembling at this time. We're talking about just the overall length of the songs. The album is 45 minutes long, 45 minutes and 31 seconds, four tracks. That is an average of 11 minutes and 22 seconds per song. Once again, that is 11 minutes and 22 seconds per song. Now, mind you, we're talking about the late 60s here. We're talking about the Motown sound, where most Motown songs lasted three minutes tops, maybe four, on a good day. So, we're talking about stuff that isn't going to be readily accessible for radio unless you really edit it down. And... Isaac Hayes didn't want to edit anything down. And it starts off with a 12-minute version of Burt Backrack and How David's Walk On By, which of course was originally recorded by Dionne Warwick. The original version of Walk On By is super sad anyway. Isaac Hayes turns it into something that just leaves you twisted and knots and turned and every which way but loose. The instrumentation of it, first of all, that guitar solo is absolutely just heartbreaking like you hear this i mean the strings let you know that you're going to be in for a rough time (laughs) but the guitar solo by harold bean throughout it's got the fuzz effect to it but it's a sad fuzz effect you know like certain fuzz effect guitars sound really angry and aggressive this one is just like oh man she's gone she's not coming back it's really just 12 minutes of sitting with the pain 12 minutes of sitting with the pain of being left behind and having to see this person walking down the street either with someone else or just not with you and of course Isaac Hayes baritone just really brings it home he just really gets into the sad bag. I just can't get over losing you. So if I seem broken into, please walk on by. Walk on by. Foolish pride. You know, like the whole thing. Like it is just literally a super, super depressing song, but it's one of the best super depressing songs to ever exist because the backing, just the instrumentation. It's James Alexander on bass, of course. Willie Hall on the drums. Michael Tolles with assisting guitar. And of course, we've already mentioned Harold Bean with the solo, the memorable Fuzz solo on Walk On By. Like, it is just devastating throughout 12 minutes of, ugh, I can't believe they left me. And they're not coming back. And I gotta see this person out in public every day. So just walk on by. Don't even... You left me. I can't express myself in any other way but just to be sad. So pretend that you don't see me walking down the street looking a hot, sad, depressed mess. Just push on. Just do what you do. The other cover on this one is Jimmy Webb's By the Time I Get to Phoenix. Songwriters were going through some shit back in those days because Jimmy Webb wrote this song when he was 19 years old. And... Isaac Hayes gets a hold of it in 1969 and turns it into a damn near 19 minute meditation on how bad relationships are and how no matter what you do, it's just not going to work for you. So you need to just leave and figure something out by the time you get to Phoenix, Arizona, which Jimmy Webb says is literally just a fantasy that is some things he wish he would have done in the course of his own relationship, which inspired him to write By the Time I Get to Phoenix. And it's 18 minutes of just, woo, more of the same of Walk On By just with another six minutes and 10 seconds. Again, we are talking about some super long music here. Like, you literally have to have a lot of time and a lot of passion just to listen to Walk On By. And that's not saying Walk On By is a bad album, because obviously I wouldn't be talking about it if it was a bad album. But it literally will take take a yeoman's effort to just understand the depth of the music by a dude who had been burned by his first album flop, then having to turn back around and be pushed back into the studio because the company's survival depends on you coming up with hits. That is a heavy burden to carry if you're just the person who just is an artist and a creative who just loves to create. The pressure can get to people like that. Like once you start putting demands, like monetary demands, critical demands, any type of demands on your art, It can suffer. So for Isaac Hayes to come up with something as game changing as hot buttered soul, he deserves a ton of credit for that. By the time I get the Fiends closed, the album Walk On By opens it. One Woman is a song that wasn't written by Isaac Hayes, but Charles Chalmers and Sandra Rhodes co-wrote that and they submitted it to Isaac and he recorded it. And this is a song about a man who's caught in between two women. He has to decide which one. Is the best for him where he wants to be. And the other one, he's just going to have to let go. Because you can't keep going in between two homes like this. Back in 1969, people had dilemmas like this. All the time. Back then, though, they had some morality about it. Nowadays, everybody wants their cake and eat it too. Or at least they'll try. (laughs) So, One Woman is one of those songs that literally sets that drama to music. Like, okay, I have this one woman. Then I've met this other woman. They both treat me well. We both have fun together. But I legitimately cannot see them both. So I have to make a choice. Which one is it going to be? Who knows which one is going to be? But I have to make the choice. And the one song that's an original Isaac Hayes composition alongside Al Bell is Hyperbolic, Syllabic, Cisquadeli, Mystic. Yes, that is a mouthful. That song is 9 minutes and 38 seconds long. And it is a rolling rocking, funky groove. Make no mistake about it. Everybody got their shit off on Hyperbolic, Syllabic, deli Mystic. Everybody. James Alexander's bass. The drums from Willie Hall. Isaac Hayes doing the keyboards alongside Marvell Thomas. There was a whole lot of jamming. It's literally a jam session song. There are lyrics in the song. There's a story in the song. It sounds like an interracial thing that Isaac Hayes is, you know... On this, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right tip, maybe about a white woman. And of course, we're talking about the late 1960s, so it could have been cocaine. Could have been cocaine, could have been a legitimate white woman. Who knows? It's a nine-minute jam session. And after Isaac finishes singing, everybody just goes off. Like, you literally are just sitting there for five or six minutes like, yo, these dudes can play. And it's so much different from what the Motown sound sounded like because you had a factory formula with Motown. You had your strings. You had the Funk Brothers, who, of course, one of the greatest house bands, backing bands of all time. Probably the greatest house band, backing band of all time. Highly encourage you to watch, check out the Standing in the Shadows of Motown if you have a chance. Very good documentary about the Funk Brothers, by the way. And Respect Yourself is about Stacks. So, yes, watch those two. And you can make your own comparisons about who's better between, you know, the, the folks at Stacks or the folks at Motown and the Funk Brothers. Either way, you can't go wrong because the music is great. But yeah, Hot Butter Soul and Hyperbolic Syllabic Cisco Mystic as a whole, just totally different from anything that black musicians were putting out at the end of the 1960s if your name wasn't Jimi Hendrix or Sly Stone. Just totally different. Like the Motown sound, even the early Gamble and Huff stuff, when they had Gamble records and they were um, distributed by Neptune, even their stuff was kind of like Motown light to an extent. They hadn't really leaned into the lush orchestration, the four on the floor, the MFSB. They hadn't called that together yet for Philadelphia International. That was another two years away. Isaac Hayes literally changed the game in so many levels just from the sound of the music and the length of the music. Because nobody was making 12-minute covers of Burt Bacharach standards. Nobody was making 19-minute covers of Country songs about their women leaving them. No one was making nine and a half minute jam sessions about either the allure of a white woman or cocaine at this point. Well, Hot Buttered Soul is a cultural landmark, in my humble opinion. And I wish more people understood just how damn good this album was. Everybody who knows music knows how damn good that album was. But even a casual music fan, if you just have 45 minutes in your debt, 45 minutes and 31 seconds in your debt, take some time out. Listen to Hot Buttered Soul. And tell me that album is not a game changer. Tell me it's not a game changer. You can find me on Twitter. CJ Writes and Thanks. CJ Writes, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S. Tell me that Hot Butter Soul is not a game changer. You can't. It's absolutely a tremendous album. It's one of my favorites to listen to when I just want to study music and just understand that people back in the day were a lot more serious about the game. Because like I said at the outset of this project, musicians back in the day didn't have ass. They didn't have step. They came with their best efforts in the studio every time. Not everybody does that now. Those folks still get on the radio somehow, which is mind-boggling to me. But yes, back in the day, you had to be good at music and you had to be good at instruments. You had to be good at singing. You had to be good, period, to just have a shot. Forget getting on the radio. Forget getting, you know, YouTube views and streams and all of that. You had to be good to even have a chance. And if you weren't good, you didn't have a chance most times. But if you were good, the chance at least existed. And Isaac Hayes took a chance with Hot Butter Soul, boy. Because the first album presenting Isaac Hayes wasn't bad. But the difference between presenting and Hot Butter Soul is night and day. It's absolutely night and day. And it set Isaac Hayes on the path of success with more covers like The Look of Love. Then, of course, his own composition. The Shaft theme song, which, of course, launched him into the stratosphere. Isaac Hayes was a game changer. And it took... A desperate effort on the part of his record label to even get him to record Hot Buttered Soul. Sometimes, things work out the way they're supposed to work out. And that's going to do it for Day 23 of the cp Show BMM 30 Series. Greatly appreciate y'all for listening. Anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S-P-O-D, the letter N, T-H-A-N-G-S. Look for that as a sentence on Spotify, Chris Pods and Things. You can find us there. Be sure to listen up. Got seven albums left. One week left. Man, we really have been moving through this. And we still got some good music left. So thank you all for tuning in and see you tomorrow for day 24 of the BMM 30 series.